Direct from the edge of the lunatic fringe, it's the Raleigh James Show. Downright nice game, four to nothing. I like it. Short, sweet, and here I am until 10 o'clock tonight. And I need you to call. I'll give you reasons. Well, I hope anyway. 888-876-5593. That's 8888-R-O-L-L-Y-E. And thought we were just going to do an hour, but hey, when the, when they stop playing, I start talking, and uh, and here we are. And so it is that uh, I promised tonight would be just open lines. If it was on your mind, I'd make sure it was on mine. That, of course, uh, in, requires your participation. If you don't, well, I'll just prattle on. I've been I've been known to do that, but you're welcome to join us. Eighty-eight, eighty-eight, R O L L Y E. Yeah, I was noticing that routines have changed. Well, hey, I'm not one to talk. I was expecting to be on at nine, but that said, COVID nineteen, and we're seeing this now all over the place that. People are changing the hours they get up. They're changing the hours that they do things. Now, this is assuming that they're not in an essential job where the hours haven't changed. But that's a that's a real minimum of people compared to uh, the general population. And so I've been been reading that it's affecting a lot of industries, and it's affecting media. We started to. Uh, Talk about, talk about this the other night and never got around to it, but I was seeing studies where people who used to start listening to the radio at quarter after seven in the morning are now starting to listen to the radio at 8.30. And I thought to myself, well, what is that going to do to early morning television news? And I'm curious, has your schedule changed? And in what ways? Because at this point, we don't know when this is over. And certainly there are there are fits and starts. And I know uh, on Rose show, someone from Northwestern Medical, Northwestern Medical was talking about uh, about slowing it down. And absolutely, we, we don't know whether to whether to stop or go. And, and the figures keep changing and all of those things. So it's a, it's a work in progress, to say the least. Anybody who says they don't know when the pandemic is over is or they do know when the pandemic is over doesn't know what they're talking about or they're trying to sell you something either way right but it is interesting to me how many people who have started to change uh, change their hours change the things they uh, uh, they do i was reading an article that new york city is now overrun by rats i didn't get all the details on that but i thought to myself hey they got nothing on me we're overrun by crickets yeah this, this started last month and when i say overrun I mean, crickets by the hundreds. It, it looks like something out of an Alfred Hitchcock movie. And, of course, not wanting to kill the poor deers, we relocated them. Well, we did that for a few weeks until it was just impossible, because every every time you would relocate one outside, which, by the way, re- requires a paper cup and a piece of cardboard, obviously, you can get the picture there. But every time we would do that, well, there were three more that just popped up out of I don't know where. And we've been talking about, well, is it the air conditioning vents? Is it uh, is it the fireplace? Are they coming up through the sinks? I don't know. So yesterday we decided that we would get an exterminator. I know you're saying it took you a month to think of that. Yeah, well, 
it did. And so it was that said exterminator showed up while I was uh, I was actually recording the news for another radio station. And I heard what I thought was a leaf blower outside, and I figured it was my uh, my husband doing some yard work, and I was going to give him a piece of my mind, that's for sure, because he was interrupting my news. And so it is that I charged out there to come face-to-face with a guy in full hazmat suit spraying something. Yeah, and now I'm the target, right? Inhale it deeply, I do, and (laughs) damn near passed out right there. Come to find out it's the exterminator. He did show up in a timely manner, and he darn near exterminated me. So um, that was all to say I'm pretty glad there wasn't a show last night because it was a little rough going for a few hours. Uh, My favorite part was he said, don't worry, it's not harmful to people. And then I said, well, exactly what is it? And he right as I'm wringing my clothes out, and he says, it's CyberTC. You know, I didn't look it up for several hours because I just didn't want to know, and that was the way to go on that, to say the least. But... As I say, all's, all's well that ends well. We do seem to have less crickets today, so that's, uh, that's something. And we still have the same amount of me. So I am Raleigh James, and you can join me, and I'm hoping you will. You know, as I say, I originally said, we'll do an hour from 9 to 10, and I knew that James wanted to call, talk about the dandeliers. He loves the dandeliers, and we'll talk about them. And Chicago Soul, but if you want to talk about old Chicago radio, or if it's on your mind, I'll, I'll make sure that it's on mine. In the meantime, looking at, uh, looking at several things in, including my, my buddy Carol Ford, who does the world's best show prep for me. And she was the world's best jock, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, not in Chicago, though, so maybe you never heard her, but, but decades in New York and Cleveland and San Francisco and on and on, and just terrific. And uh, out of the goodness of her heart, she lets me know what's going on, which is a good thing, because I'm not sure I would otherwise. But one of the things, uh, one of the things she had sent was, uh, was about Buddy I don't know if you heard about Buddy. Buddy was, uh, is, actually, the first dog in the United States to die from COVID-19. And he died earlier in the month. And uh, apparently, though, like most of the people who have died from this, Buddy had underlying conditions. In this case, he had, uh, he had a form of cancer. But nonetheless, he was, uh, he was doing very well and uh, doing all his roles as a service dog for the family and until he started to wheeze. Yeah, and it was uh, it was downhill from there. So rest in peace, buddy. First one, heard about a cat as well, but other than those two, haven't haven't yet heard about any animals. The other thing that I thought was interesting found this: a Tesla engineer has invented something. Actually, he's retooled it. And I think to myself, there are many things that an engineer might retool. The thing that I didn't think of was the chocolate chip cookie. And that's when I realized, well, I guess during the pandemic, some of the Tesla engineers have some time on their on their hands. And there's a tie in because after all, Silicon Valley is long obsessed with computer chips. So why not chocolate chips? Okay, it's a stretch. But (laughs) but uh, nonetheless, we've got uh, uh, Remy. Remy is a Los Angeles based industrial engineer working for Elon Musk, Tesla, and he has re-engineered the chocolate chip for optimization. And, you know, I, I've, I've yet to put anything in my mouth that I, I related to as dinner or even a snack that I thought was re-engineered. But the more I think about it with what's in this stuff, yeah, especially if it's in the frozen section, it probably has been re-engineered. I, uh, I don't know exactly why his chips are so preferred over the typical mass-produced chips or squares or chunks. But he, uh, he took years to uh, perfect his mold. He did 3D renderings of different options and shapes. 
Now, you see, again, this is a guy at home with time on it. He can't go to the restaurant. They're closed, right? So, and I know there's a number of people who are perfecting their cooking skills during this time. In fact, I've long postulated that the reason for the run on toilet paper was people realized they were going to have to eat their own cooking. There's a certain amount of truth to that, but but Remy decided to go after the uh, after the chocolate chip, and uh, he uh, he he has a whole process. Of course, <laughs> you'd know it. He's an engineer, right? Yeah, I'd like to see this recipe written down. And uh, he actually uh, seven years ago took a course, Chocolate 101. Uh, I don't know where they teach that, but well, it's probably Los Angeles has a lot of extension courses. It's probably one of those, but none, nonetheless. And uh, he was uh, he was making good use of his time, and now has perfected it. I don't know if it will be on sale, but uh, so far I think that's best use of of COVID uh, COVID time. But maybe you've come up with something better, and I want you to tell me what it is. Eight 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 seven six five five nine three. That's 8888-R-O-L-L-Y-E. I'm Raleigh James, and this is WGN Radio. recorded that yeah benny king the second group of drifters and that was dance with me and uh, that uh, of course used strings the record that they had done right before that which uh, was the first record out of the box for the second group of drifters and i'll explain that uh, was there goes my baby and that got to number one on the r&b charts and number two on the pop charts and uh, it was known for being the uh, the first uh, uh, r&b chart record to use strings i don't know if that's true or not by the way but that's that's what always gets the gets the nod on that but the follow-up was Dance With Me. It got to number two on the R&B charts and 15 on the pop charts, and it, uh, it, it certainly uh, paved the way for more, uh, more big drifters hits by guys who had nothing to do initially with the early drifters. Uh, it was uh, the manager of the drifters, George Treadwell, who owned the name. So when he disbanded the first group, and that's a soap opera in and of itself, uh, he, uh, he just went and found another group, and it was... Uh, it was uh, Benny who was uh, singing with the Crowns, formerly the Five Crowns, at the Apollo. He pretty much said, you'll do. And that's when they put him on tour for a year, and I've told you about that story. But they came back, and they, uh, they recorded There Goes My Baby, and then, uh, then Dance With Me. You can interrupt the show. 
I can prattle on for hours. 888-876-5593, 888-R-O-L-L-Y-E. And uh, speaking of uh, a vocal group harmony, which clearly the Drifters were, we're going to have uh, Uncle Marvy on again on our next Friday night show, which actually is August 14th. There's a lot of ball games coming up between now and then, but we'll be, we'll be back on Friday the 14th for that. And uh, tomorrow night as well, we've got a full show coming up. And that should, uh, that should be quite a lot of fun. Uh, Elise Glink is a real estate, award-winning real estate professional and personal finance expert. And, you know, you, you look at the YouTube videos, which I always look at right before I go to sleep to find some nut that I can fall asleep to. You know, I, I want them interesting enough that, uh, that my mind doesn't wander where it shouldn't go and boring enough that I actually fall asleep. And so uh, I, I, usually, I usually find several. And what I've noticed lately is uh, other than... The second round of EIDL loans, and you'll get your $10,000 coming. Yeah, there's about 30 of those right now. Uh, the, the big thing is real estate, and it breaks down into two classes of videos. One is, it's all go to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. And the other is, of course, it's the best time ever. <laughs> Yeah, nothing in between, of course. And uh, so it is that we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. My own theory is that how this period of time and the unemployment that has come with it will actually affect people individually is going to come down later. We're not going to know that for a while. Right now, people are still who are out of work getting their extra $600 with their unemployment. People are still otherwise scraping together to uh, make the payment, or maybe their payments have been uh, stayed for a period of time, and so forth. I would say by next summer, oh, we'll, we'll know, and uh, we'll find out exactly what, uh, what Elise thinks as far as that goes. Then we're talking to Kelly Sullivan Walden. And I got to tell you, I uh, <laughs> I punched her up last night on YouTube, and she was very effective. I was asleep within three minutes. And it's not that she was boring. She wasn't. But she uh, she lulled me into a false sense of security. And uh, she's a dream expert and a hypnotherapist and an inner, inner inspirational speaker. Yeah, she inspired me to sleep. But I, I think she's going to expi- inspire you because she uh, she analyzes dreams and among among other things. And I think there might have been talking to aliens in there somewhere, too. But that could have been another video. So don't quote me on that. We'll find out. And then at, uh, at, in the third hour at 9 o'clock, Robert Katzberg. And he's the author of The Vanishing Trial, The Era of Courtroom Performers and the Perils of Its Passing. And that is a fascinating book that I have been reading. I always call it The Game of Court. And if you've ever been through trials on either side... Well, you know what I mean. It, it's almost like Milton Bradley wrote the rules. And we're seeing that right now, actually, as the lawyers are duking it out in the Epstein mistress uh, trial. It won't be trial yet, but I guess uh, uh, the woman who's in jail and uh, who allegedly was uh, Epstein's uh, uh, consort, cohort, and otherwise involved in the abuse of some of these young women, or so it's accused. And... So they're arguing right now on which names can be revealed. And, of course, you know, this, this is where, you know, I put my National Enquirer hat on slime from the checkout line. Yeah, love those tabloids. And I say to myself, well, supposedly, supposedly there were names we know all up and down the political spectrum, both sides of the aisle. I want those names to come out. 
Well, they haven't been arguing about that yet. They're arguing about whether they'll name the victims who have already outed themselves by speaking publicly. But that's what's that's what's going on with there. And uh, in the meantime, uh, we probably won't talk at all about that. But uh, we certainly will uh, will talk about much more with the vanishing trial. And it is interesting to find out that in federal cases, people who are arrested for federal charges, only two percent actually come to trial. What about the other 98%? They scare them witless because of minimum sentencing and everything else. So we'll be, we'll be talking a bit about that. Monday night, we, we talked about history, and that was uh, among other things. I know, that sounds like a yawner just saying it, but really, if you, if you heard it, it was, it was pretty good. Jeffrey Sakenga from the Ashbrook Center. And I had mentioned Show Me History, and I, I don't know that he was actually aware of that. But if you're a comic book fan, or right now, if you are about to face some homeschooling deals where, you know, the kids are going to be learning online or what have you, this Show Me History series is just spectacular. And what they've done is, it's like graphic novels, it's hard covers, but, you know, comics. But they've done a series of, of history, and they've got... Uh, They've got everybody, and I'm um, trying to, yeah, I say everybody, and now I'm saying I'm trying to think of who they were, but, uh, you know, the the, uh, the Benjamin Franklins of the world, and uh, Hamilton, and also uh, Martin Luther King, Amelia Earhart, you know, Walt Disney, Susan B. Anthony, and Albert Einstein, I think, just came out. So if you're looking to enlighten, entertain, and inform kids, check out that Show Me History series. I'm Raleigh James. We'll pick it up next hour, and hopefully I'll motivate you to join me here on WGN Radio. records makes me laugh every time i hear it that's the channels yeah they were from harlem they were a quintet earl lewis was the lead and they had some great records and none of them charted listening to this one you're probably saying molly and i know why but the closer you are that was a big record pick that was the first record ever on whirlin disc not that there were many, but if you're a doo-wop fan, you know Whirlin Disc. They had, uh, well, they ran for about a year, and they mostly were the channels, but they, they also had some whirlers and quadrilles and empires and continentals, but not maybe a dozen records and all, not a lot. But uh, the, the channels were just terrific, and that one was on Gone. And, uh, right, George Goldersleber. And it was a flip side. <laughs> That's right, it was the B-side of Altar of Love. But, yes, all alone. So we can talk doo-wop, and I know 
know that James wants to call about that at some point tonight. He made an appointment for that. It's open line, so if it's on your mind, I'll make it on mine. Uh, the subject absolutely does not matter. All you have to do is uh, is call or left to my own devices. I'll just, uh, you know, probably prattle on more about doo-wop or something. 888-876-5593. That's 8888-R-O-L-L-Y-E. Chad in Louisville. Hello, Chad. Hey, Raleigh, how you doing? All right, how about yourself? Oh, I'm still alive, so that's good. Yes. <laughs> Got more crazy stuff going on here. They closed all the bars again, and the restaurants are back to 25% capacity and all that. But I'm like you, I don't ever go anywhere, so it really doesn't matter to me. <laughs> right, exactly. It's it's the same old, same old. But as I, w- I was saying last hour, is that it? It's like a stop and start. Nobody really knows how to react, and they're re- reacting to figures that we don't know about uh, the veracity of them. So it's it's interesting to watch. And what I find fascinating is how at first on social media the tone was everybody was afraid. Now they're angry. <laughs> so I have no yeah. idea. I have no idea what comes out of this. I I don't either. I got a feeling it's going to be a, a a crazy year. It's already been crazy. I think it's going to get even stranger. Oh, uh, I know, I know. And th- this is where <laughs> you, you know on uh, on the old Art Bell show when he'd always have psychics and things like this. So I, I've looked. None of the psychics predicted this. No, no. I, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I didn't hear anything about this coming. Right, right. And <laughs> oh, I, I should, I should say, no. There were people who thought that that Gene Dixon, I guess it was, did ten years ago or twenty years ago in a book or whatever. No, never mind that kind of stuff. If you read everything that she predicted, it covered everything under the sun, kind of like Nostradamus. But in in the last couple years, uh, where all these people are spouting off, and all these all these people who are telling you about the economy, man, they know exactly where it's going. They didn't get this either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I just. I just go day to day, really anymore. I just uh, I don't watch the news because I don't hear ten different things anyway. And yeah, that, that know, that's uh, why I'm I'm looking forward to News Nation, which debuts September first, because that that should really be pretty good. You know, their their mantra is yeah. that uh, it's not going to be biased in any way, and uh, certainly not intentionally. And uh, I know they're in in rehearsals now. I, I wish I could be a fly on the wall and, and hear that, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> That would be neat, yes. Yeah. Um, well, as you know, I emailed you about Johnny Randolph passing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty upset about uh, that. And like I emailed you back and I said, you know, it, it's all on me, but I have it on my to-do list. Call Johnny because I owed him a call, and it's now been literally a few years. And I just yeah. I just never did. And now I, I'm the loser in this because Johnny Randolph was the nicest guy, one of the nicest guys I ever knew. And, uh, you know, he was PD at Wacky for all those years. And uh, we had so much fun together. As you know, he was the ring announcer for wrestling. And, uh, oh, yeah, Little Garden. <laughs> yes, exactly right. And so it was kind of mandatory attendance on Tuesday nights. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget the night that uh, Coyote, the night guy, Coyote Calhoun, was going to wrestle uh, one of the guys, you know, because it was that circuit that went from Memphis to Louisville to Nashville, Indianapolis, and that's what they do each week. But I forget which one, but th- th- they, didn't ex- they didn't explain to, to Coyote about the vials of blood. And so I'll never forget, I'm bleeding. I don't know where I'm bleeding. And... <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it was. 
and that that's actually uh, really how I how I became really friendly with Burbank. We'd sit there and talk, and uh, I. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to connect with him to talk about it because I know that he'll be as bummed as I am. Uh, yeah, he was on with uh, Terry Miners um, uh, last week about it, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. they talked about it for a while. And, um, you know, I, I didn't know he, that Johnny had cancer because he yes. was always real thin, so you really couldn't tell. Um, you know, I, and I didn't know his wife had passed away that long ago either. Um Oh, yeah, uh, 20, no. Fran died in 2014, and yeah, Johnny had had wow. cancer in, like, 97, 98, because I remember he was PD in Nashville at the time at the, the FM talk station there, and I, I uh, drove over from uh, Philadelphia to spend some time with him, and he was he was doing pretty well at that time, so I, yeah, I, the, I don't know. Um, and, the last nine years, he was driving from Danville to Radcliffe, weekdays to do the afternoon drive live. Oh, um, I know. I know. I'll never get... He had that little station in Danville for a while that he owned, and I remember he, <laughs> he did a remote literally in a field with two chairs and, a, and like a card table, and I thought, that's Johnny, <laughs> you know, and... But and for you know for individual by the way if you're you know if if your whole life is Chicago radio you probably don't know about this but WAKY Wacky Radio in Louisville was uh, really the ultimate top forty station there. Oh my God! Oh yeah, yeah. and John, oh, yeah. I mean KLO was great, not giving it short shrift, but uh, but Johnny was a program director, and I'll tell you what he was so good that unlike most PDs who would tell the sales department where to go, he used to do those weekend promotions, and he'd have that, that you know, promo, this is where you can see the wacky DJs this weekend. And it was, you know, like, like six different sales events, but it made you think like you were going to miss something if you left Louisville. And I don't know, any, I don't know anybody who was better at that. And you know, Riley, he still did that every, he would do that like every Thursday and Friday, on the new wacky about the the Louisville groups that were still alive, still together, whether they were going to be that coming weekend or the next weekend, right? Right. He was still he was still doing that. <laughs> Absol- and, uh, absolutely, yes. And I, I loved it when they were in places like Lively Shively. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's lively. All right. I'm good. Yeah. Right. But, um, exactly. The right. last few months, he was he was doing you know afternoon drive from home because of COVID. Uh, he was doing it remote, but um, you know I don't know what he died of. Some people think he may have had a stroke because he was on the air Wednesday afternoon and apparently passed away Wednesday evening. And they said he sounded kind of his voice was kind of slurred. So some people mm-hmm. just said that, and you know I don't know. I don't want to nip into it. Yeah, I I don't know so, either, but I I know for sure uh, that there is no better way than dying in your sleep. I mean, that's the way I think we all want to just go. Either that oh, or yeah. I've known a number of disc jockeys who actually died on the air. That's another thing, you know, to just... Oh, uh, my God. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Would, uh, uh, you oh, know, the, the last one was a guy I'd worked with in Philadelphia <laughs> who was working at... It was a public station, but they played R&B oldies, so, of course, you knew I listened to it, right? And <laughs> the, the station was licensed to a little town in Bucks County called Warminster, next Philadelphia, and they were in the basement of the police station. Now, the police, for whatever reason, were so upset that they were there that when somebody called to say that the record ended and the needle was just hitting the label on and on, 
they didn't go down to check. And finally, somebody else came and did, and the guy was dead. Oh, my God. Yeah, his name was Doc. I forget his last name right now, but Doc. And, yeah, he. Uh, it's wow. funny because uh, I had lent him. He wanted a, a Joey Reynolds album, the one with Rats in My Room and all that. And so I, I, lent him, <laughs> I lent him the Joey Reynolds album, and he had said to me like a week before that, he said, i got to get that back to you. I said, don't worry, it's not like you're going to die or anything. Well, he did, and uh, and his that, his daughter actually <laughs> called me and said, "I want to get your album back to you." And so, uh, uh, so I got my Joey Reynolds wow. album back. But I'll never forget that. It's not like you're going to die or anything. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. It, it's ironic that Johnny died at seventy nine, which was Lackey's dial position. Oh, I know, uh, I know that. That's yeah, weird. <laughs> I th- I think Gary's birthday, Gary Burbank, is in the next few days because I know it. It was they were okay. both they were both uh, in that same period of time. So because uh, years ago when I yep. used, when I used to do astrology, both of them made me do their charts. So I have that information somewhere, some birth certificates. Oh wow! But, uh, but well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So um, uh, so. Who are you having on tomorrow night? Have you got a guest? Or? Yeah, I got I got three actually. I was talking about this earlier. the the first The first one we're going to talk about, and you'll relate to this if you ever look at YouTube these days. It's it's always either yeah, always either real estate is going to hell or it's about to be the the coming big thing, right? So it's either <laughs> crashing or so. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that with uh, an award-winning real estate and personal finance expert, and then Kelly Sullivan is a dream expert and a certified hypnotherapist. I can only imagine. Uh-oh. And then at nine o'clock we've got Robert Katzberg. This is actually a good book. Uh, the The Vanishing Trial: The Era of Courtroom Performers and the Perils of Its Passing. Ooh. As I was saying earlier, uh, on federal trials, only two percent of uh, people who are uh, charged go to trial. Two percent. The rest, wow. the rest of them, plea bargain it away because they scare the living daylights out of them. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I know. So, um, so we'll talk about that if, tomorrow night. At some point in the future, if you could get Jerry Blavitt on, it would be great. I'd love to get you know. I talk with Jerry really, yeah. and uh, Friday nights <laughs> we like to do things normally on Friday nights. Of course, Friday nights he's at Memories at Margate, but he's always willing. And uh, we'll just have to have him on a weeknight some night. And, uh, yeah, Jerry's, yeah. Uh, Jerry's a lot of fun. And, you know, he, uh, he turned 80 this year <laughs> and uh, turned, oh my turned God. 80 on July 3rd. And I had to call him to remind him, and I think I've mentioned this before, <laughs> is that in, uh, he, when he was turning 45 in <clears throat> 1985... I was at his house, and it was like either days before or days after his birthday, but right around there. And I remember we were sitting on his couch, and he was saying, man, five more years and I hang it up. That's it. Man, I make it to 50. I am over. That is it. And I, I looked at him, and I said, Jerry, you'll die if you don't keep doing this. you know." And so here he is, 80, and he's still on stage at Memories of Margate every weekend in Margate, New Jersey. That is awesome. Yeah. That is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's, and he, it, he's it on, really is. on the radio every day, uh, and he also has a public radio show on one of the public stations there. So he's busy like seven days a week, and I have, I've never understood where he gets the energy, and he is drug and alcohol-free, but I don't know. He must have made a pact wow. with the devil. That, and one more quick thing, and I'll yeah. get off since you're on WGN. Um, you mentioned the public station. I listen to the Louisville public library station on saturday nights because they do 
two hours of what I call real R&B and blues music, and I love it. And, um, you know, you don't get that on regular radio. Are you, are you talking about FPL? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep, WSPL. I love it. Saturday night, 7 to 9 Eastern. Oh, that's and right. I listen to that, you know. And you can listen to it online. It's 89.3 oh, if you're yeah. in Louisville, but if you're not. Yeah, well, so 7 to 9. Who's hosting it? Uh, it's a guy named Woody. It's called Woody's Roadhouse. Oh, I've heard of this guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's been around. Yeah, and they play some. They play some good stuff on yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's been around. Good for him. I'm gonna have to uh, have to bookmark that so that I can I can check that out because uh, yeah, they have it on like you said online wfbl dot org right. um, out there. Right. And it's a, it's a good listen. I enjoy it every Saturday night. Um, enjoy talking to you too and i will definitely give you a call um well you're not on next week i know but uh, well when you're back on actually actually i'm on i believe it's for an hour no it's two hours seven to nine monday and seven to nine okay. wednesday because apparently they've redone some games and i'm going to be on before hockey i didn't know they had midnight hockey maybe they're playing on the west coast but in any in any event i'll be on before hockey but you know i try to i try to remember this stuff but you know in fact i was i was sitting there you know struggling to make dinner earlier and it was a struggle and then then john said well you know you're on the radio i said oh yeah that oh. <laughs> Yeah, that little thing, you know, yeah. it's only fifty thousand watts. Right, right, exactly. So, uh, so, here, and th- then of course the game ended ended early. So I I had to talk to myself for twenty minutes. But hey, I'm up to the task. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you called, Chad. Thank you. Thanks, Raleigh. I'll okay. talk to you soon. I'm counting on it. Bye-bye. All right. Yes. Don't lose the number. Whatever you do. Eight 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 seven six five five nine three. I am Raleigh James, and as you can see, anything is up for grabs. I mean, literally. Any Well, you know, I'm trying not to lose the license, but other than that, anything is up for grabs. This is WGN Radio. I woke up in the morning, I heard a call in the after an offshoot of the Dandelion Flower because there were too many car and bird groups around already. So that's James Campbell and the guys. But I have a feeling that Jim on the south side knows even more about them than I do. So hello, Jim. Welcome to hey, WGN Radio. Hey, Riley. I, you, put, you are a sound for sore ears. Uh, I'll tell you, man. 
Thank you. And uh, what, uh, what, a little more did I know that the, the dandelions were named after dandelion wine. Oh, that's funny. They claim it was a flower. I, I, I no, no, no. It was the dandelion wine. <laughs> I, be- I believe that. I absolutely believe that. It, I guess their people made homemade dandelion wine, so yeah. they took, uh, took the name. Perfect. And uh, I just want to tell you that you played the channels, and yeah. I thought the closer you were, was one of was the hit that they had the well, big one. You know? Well, right, and not none of their stuff charted. And of course, the closer you are, that was the first record that Whirlin Disc ever released. That label, and uh, that was August of '56. And but uh, and it's weird because the the channels didn't have that many singles out, but they almost all were on different labels. Like they were on Whirlin List, they were on Gone, they were on Fire, they were on Fury, and then Times Square. You know, so it's uh, even on Groove, which of course was really RCA. So they were all over the place and uh, never had a chart record. But, man, I thought all alone, because like I say, it makes me smile every time I hear it. Oh, man, when I heard the Dandelion a little while ago, uh, my life flashed in front of me Uh, from uh, back in the day. Listen, I heard the fellow you you were talking to uh, prior to uh, talking to me on the phone. Is there any chance you could get hooked up with WGN and have a study program on the weekend, say, like Friday night or Saturday night? <laughs> I, you, I You sound like you're very much in demand, though. Oh, no, well, that, that's what, you know, we'll see. We'll see, uh, you know. No, because uh, WGN has, I don't know, I think it's on a Sunday night. They have, I can't think of the name of the disc, Jackie, but plays uh, standard records. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, they're nice, uh, standard, if you like that kind of music. But people like me, and I'm sure there's a lot of other, there's nobody in Chicago that plays uh, RB tunes or doo-wops anymore, you know. A couple hours on a Friday or Saturday night would be beautiful. Is there anything on any of the public stations? Does anybody have like a two-hour weekend show? No, I, not that I could, uh, I, you know, AM, FM, no, I don't, if there is, I don't know about it. Oh, man. Well, and, uh, that... I'm so upset because the guy who knew it all, that Bob Abrahamian, or however you say his last name, commits suicide, and I'm still mad about that because this guy knew it all. You, you sound like, uh, I mean, you're a joy to listen to. Your input about the, the music and the insight, and uh, God, you're, to, to me, you're, Chicago needs somebody like you. Uh, well, but, uh, and, uh, you know, you're uh, did you know uh, Herb Kent personally? Herb Kent, no. No, because he. Uh, did you know about E. Rodney Jones? Oh, of course, no, absolutely. And him, I him, I did meet on several occasions. <laughs> did you know anything about the the Cool Gents? The oh, uh, well, of course, because uh, uh, I would talk to Herb Kent from time to time, and you know, originally the group wanted him to manage them, and he said, "No, nah, I wasn't going to do that." But he said, "Well, can we, they said, can we call ourselves the Cool Gents?" And he said, "Yeah, uh-huh. you can do that." And yeah, uh, yeah they so had some, they had a couple of minor hits. Oh yes, no, they. Had they had some good stuff, and uh, yeah, they they were a good group. Yep. Yeah, we could talk. To, I could talk to you all all night about the, uh, you know the you you were looking uh, <laughs> the other day uh, food 
songs with food, about, you know, oh. and I mentioned bacon fat. Right. You can do that right away. Oh, well, sure. Well, you know, I mean, come on. Andre Williams. Andre, Andre Williams was just huge. Uh, and jail bait, well, you know. Uh, actually, Please, Mr. Judge, I won't mess with those right, young girls Right, no right, right, exactly. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in fact, I'll, I'll play that as the next bumper, because jail bait is uh, one listen, of my you favorites. Got, what's, you, you have some, uh, somebody on August 14th? Yes, Uncle Marvy. You want to listen to this. Uh, in fact, okay, if, August 14th. Yeah, and, uh, if you go to... Right, like I said, while you're pleasant, uh, I'm sure if you could get hooked up, and ch- you sound like you'd, you'd be... Uh, you know, very popular wherever uh, you go. Your delivery and your conversation, you know. Well, that's nice so. of you to say. Well, good to talk to you always, and thanks for calling, Jim. I appreciate that. Okay, Riley. Well, thank you for okay. playing all the old duo. Yeah, we'll get you some Andre Williams coming up. All, all right. right. So, yeah, and uh, Andre Williams was such a trip. And, of course, Jailbait is such a classic record. And uh, as bumpers, I, I can't play more than about 90 seconds, but you can probably find that online and hear the end of it that, uh, that Jim was talking about. Please, Judge. But, <laughs> but yes, uh, Chicago's own Bob Abrahamian, and 35 years old, and he suffered from depression, and he killed himself in 2014. And I am, I am still saddened about that to this day. In fact, I think his website, sittinginthepark.com, that was the Sunday night show from 7.30 to 9. And I don't know anybody who spent more time getting back in touch with what was left of the old groups. And uh, he just loved it. And, you know, it's, it's such a void. And I don't know that uh, that there's anything like it. But, hey, if you do, give me a call. Let me know. I'd love to know what's on, because as everybody streams these days, and we can certainly spread the word. So 888-876-5593. That's 8888-R-O-L-L-Y-E. I'm Raleigh James, and this is WGN Radio. <laughs> I'm running, yes, before it's too late, trying to get away from that jail bag. It's a rough temptation, but a common invitation and a good association, but a quick elimination that will take you out of circulation. Yes, I'm talking about that younger generation. So take my advice, fellas. For goodness sake. 15, 16, 17. That's jailbait. Now they swear that they're in love. That you and her by stars above. And she's looking mighty good. Just like a young girl should We try to tell you no And let that young girl go But you, you know it all You have yourself a ball And now that it is too late As you look from cell number eight I tried to tell you, oh mate Seventeen and a half is still jail bait. 
So you'll have to hear the rest of it, and uh, you can probably find it online. That's Andre Williams. So actually, most of the stuff he did was on Fortune Records in Detroit, but he did have a Chicago connection. That is for absolute sure. So uh, some uh, very interesting records as far as uh, as far as that goes. 888-876-5593, 888-R-O-L-L-Y-E. That will get you to me tonight. It is absolute open phones after a uh, after a winning game, too. Yeah, the, the White Sox did very well. Uh, I mentioned before that I worked in Rockford, and that taught me the hour, uh, the the, uh, the art of the three-hour monologue and because the market was too small to get regular callers. But after that, I wound up in San Diego at KFMB, which is at the time was like the number one station. And gee, that was great. And what happened, though, was I followed the Padres in their dead last NL West seasons. This is 1993, if you remember that travesty. But I'd follow those games. And even though this is a big market with, you know, a huge amount of listeners, man, the Padres became so unpopular that I was literally talking to myself. And every night I thanked God for uh, for WROK teaching me the art of the three hour monologue. And, you know, it's starting to come in handy right about now. But you could uh, you could break the spell <laughs> and I'd be indebted to you because, you know, it's talk radio, not listen radio. 888-876-5593, 888-R-O-L-L-Y. And I was talking earlier with Chad about uh, News Nation debuting, and I'm really looking forward to that. And that'll be uh, seven to ten, and uh, on WGN America, and that's that's really wonderful. But I was thinking, as I mentioned about the pandemic, how listening habits have changed when television was fairly young what the local affiliates of networks would do was make the bulk of their money on on the evening news and you know originally like on cbs it was 15 minutes black and white douglas edwards and then then of course here comes walter cronkite and that was you know they do the local news before it and they'd pair it and by the latter 60s of course the the local news became the real money maker for these stations and that's you know when People would come up with things like eyewitness news and all that. And uh, uh, I always loved my favorite market was uh, was actually San Antonio because they were they were the if it bleeds, it leads crowd. But everywhere else, it was, you know, more happy talk. And here's the Boy Scout troops or whatever. But at some point along the way, it became the the late night news. And, uh, you know, right, right. Uh, leading into Johnny Carson or what have you. And there was all the money there. And then along the way, and I don't know what year, I'm no historian, that's for sure, but it became the early morning news. And this stuff starts at 4 a.m. And what's interesting about it is I'm still awake at 4 a.m. most days. And so I get to see it again. And, uh, you know, some of this stuff, I just look at this and I'm like, people are getting up and watching this. Yeah, but uh, but indeed they are. And it's going to be really interesting because I think it's going to be uh, appointment listening on uh, on News Nation. I'm really looking forward to that in a big, big way. So uh, I know it. I know it won't disappoint me. Every time I'm somewhere in a local market, I'll, I'll check out local news, and it uh, much of the consternation of my husband, who used to direct news, and so he's not interested in any of this, you know. But I'll sit there. And usually I, I watch it because it's a train wreck, and it's just uh, many hours of mirth for me, uh, scanning that dial. But like I say, for the first time, I'm looking forward to uh, watching some news for another reason, because I, I really think finally on television I'm going to get real information, and that's going to be great. RJ is in New York. Welcome to WGN Radio. Oh, good evening, Raleigh. How are you tonight? All right, what's going on, RJ? You tell me. 
Well, I just we just wanted to call and say hello and say thank you very much for being on for all of Chicago and the great USA through uh, WGN, the big station. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Well, Such a, amazing, amazing music. Uh, I guess you must have came on before the top of the hour. The game yeah. ended early, huh? Yes, it did. I came on about 20 minutes to, uh, to 9 uh, Chicago time. Okay. All right. Yeah, because when the stream cut over, now do they have? Are they running separate the programming oh. on air, and then the stream cuts over, or oh, is no, it the stream? The stream. I forgot to start the stream. Oh gosh, uh, John reminded me too, and that means I didn't record this show. So uh, that's a shame, but I didn't. Normally, I, I start my own stream, and uh, I forgot to do that. Oh, okay, because there was somebody else on, and then all of a sudden your voice kicked in, and I wasn't sure. <laughs> we oh, were wondering. No, I don't know, but now, you know, John has said start the stream, and I said, it's not going to be for 20 minutes. I don't have to do that now, and now I just didn't do it at all, and I'm kicking myself. Oh, well. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm no, sorry. Yeah, no, you reminded me. That's good, and maybe I can implore uh, Adam, who uh, is keeping us on the air tonight, uh, to see if he can get me a copy of this, uh, and uh, thanks to Adam for being there and to Brett, who was with me in the, the first hour, and, of course, to Jasmine, who uh, is the wonderful individual who books us all these terrific guests. Oh, yes. Thanks to everybody uh, over at WGN. You're all awesome. Absolutely. Oh, I, are we going to play trivia on, what, Friday night? Well, we, we will, but it'll be the 14th of August because that's my first Friday night where there isn't a White Sox game. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. That's that's great. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I guess, uh, you know, it, it, here in the New York area now, of course, they're talking about, uh, is, you know, starting back to school and the ideas of, of, of all these different, uh, you know, thoughts about whether or not uh, it, it's just a whole culmination of different feelings. Um, oh, I was hoping maybe somebody would call in from Chicago and we could hear, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting as winter comes, don't you think? The whole thing is interesting because they're obviously making it up as they go along. Uh, I don't think anybody has a definitive answer on anything. So uh, as school begins, there's more questions than answers. A lot of places it's online only. Some it's a hybrid. Others it's actually in class. So that's going to be interesting to see how that falls, too. Well, I say that because I can remember in March they were, you know, everybody was so excited because they said, well, when it warms up, things are going to calm down. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I know. But, uh, uh, well, it is, it is a wonderful thing, especially the great music. Uh, WGN is just a wonderful, wonderful resource, and to have live and local programming, and yeah. to have it extend to all of us. It's just amazing. Uh, our family's calling for New York, for everybody listening in Chicago, and, uh, yeah, you, you, have, you know, it's, what a great, great place to be, uh, Chicago. You betcha. Well, I'm so glad you called, RJ. I'm counting on you to do it again. Thank you so much. Right, just thanks. wanted to reach out. Glad you did. Thank you. All right, so that's... Uh, that's, that's great. All right, we'll get to Paul in Cincinnati. we got Kimberly in Kansas City. There's room for you. 888-876-5593-8888-R-O-L-L-Y-E on WGN Radio. Oot-ba-oot, oot-ba-oot, oot-ba-oot. 
Standing on the corner of a pretty little girl that I sure would like to meet. I've had plenty of time, but can't make up my mind. I think I got cold feet. I like to snatch her off the corner right in my arm. With the love that's so, so deep. I've had plenty of time, but can't make up my mind. I think I got cold feet. I've been around for a long, long time. And I've had a million girls. I used to talk that talk and I beat them like that was in the out of this world, this girl I got to meet now. Oh, oh, I don't think that I'm quite ready. I think I got cold feet now. Not as old as you'd think, actually. Of course, that's the Dell Vikings. Yeah, Clarence Quick and Crip Johnson and Norman Wright and David Lurchie and William Blakely. And that was the lineup when they got back together. You know, I mentioned before that originally they were out of Pittsburgh and they were on uh, on Phoebe. And then their unscrupulous manager realized, oh, all, all of them except Crip are under 21. I can sell this contract to somebody else and invalidate it. And he did. And that was a split. And then there were other Dell Vikings. But around 1970, they got back together and uh, with, with uh, C.E. Quick and Crip Johnson and everybody else. And just some great stuff. And that came out in 72. I say came out. I don't even know that they uh, they released it. But I always thought Cold Feet was terrific. And I'd had it on a reel-to-reel tape. And then when CDs came out, after they released all the, all the hits, and they were looking for more and more stuff to release, man, us doo-wop fans were just in heaven because they took a lot of the unreal, unreleased stuff and put it out on CDs hoping to sell it. You know, three of us bought it. Paul is in Cincinnati. Hello, Paul. Hello, Raleigh. What's up? I, I love your show. Thank you. You're coming in loud and clear on uh, WGN right here oh, on my uh, radio. Oh, good. Right next to WLW. Yeah, Mike McConnell says good things about you, by the way. Oh, and me too. I like Mike McConnell. Um, you really have some fascinating information and uh, music that I've never heard. And, and I did rock and roll on public radio down here for seven years and some of the oldies. And you just got some things I've never heard, and no. I just enjoy it so much. I'll tell you about the only Cincinnati station I know that used to play some of this was back in the day on Overnight's WCKY. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. Remember in the 50s? And I'll never forget, because I used to buy all the things these people sold, and at WCKY they sold tombstones, and the ad was, Don't let your mother lay out in the cold another night without a proper marker. Write tombstone, WCKY. It's spelled WCKY. Well, of course, I had to order one. Well, two things. First, I wanted to tell you, I have about 10,000 records, yet I don't know what I'm ever going to do with them, but I still have them, 45s. Yeah. Uh, Probably not worth anything. Uh, the other thing, uh, do you know anything about Jerry Lee Lewis? Is he well? Is he ever going to be able to go back to work? Oh, man, I don't know. I, uh, You know, obviously he's uh, he's getting on. He was born in 35, so he's, yeah. he's 85 this September. So uh-huh. I haven't, I mean, there's good good lineage in that family. They do tend to live a long time, but I don't know. Well, of course, he had that stroke. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I hope I hope he gets back to work. Well, I, I had the pleasure of meeting him one time. He's a very interesting 
character. Yeah, when he had that stroke, it was it was considered minor. That was Memphis, and at the time they said that they expected a full recovery. So I didn't put too much uh, thrust into thinking that that was going to uh, to do him in. But you know, at, at eighty five, uh, I, I doubt he's uh, carrying on with pistols and public drunkennesses anymore. So <laughs> right. Well, again, I love your show. I think you do a great job. Thanks for calling. And appreciate it. Have a good evening. You too. Okay, bye. All right. So before we get to Kimberly, uh, we have uh, we have very quickly Mike in Chicago. Hello, Mike. Yeah. Hello, Riley. I just called up to check your phone number and everything. Oh. Okay. The guy told me to hang on and tell you myself. Oh. I love your show. Oh, aren't you kind? Thank you, Mike. You you only been on WGN here for maybe a couple of months. Yeah. And. You're just fantastic, Miss. You uh, really, really are. Well, thanks for your kindness, especially for listening. And now that you've got the phone number, I want to make sure you use it. I will. Okay. Believe me. I'm counting on it. When I have something, when I have something to say or something worth saying, I'll call you up and tell you. Don't wait. Don't wait but that I, long. Don't wait that long. I I talk every night with nothing to say, so don't wait that long. You know, uh, not that they had the uh, the ball games going. Yeah. You're not on every night. Yeah, but but uh, but believe me, I I know that you're on when there's no ball games. So I'll be listening. All right, counting on it, and, Mike. Uh, and you, you're fantastic. You really are. Thank you for calling. Okay, Raleigh, okay. take it easy. Bye, Mike. I'll be listening to okay, you. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. All right. So Kimberly in Kansas City, who at one point said, I got nothing to say. I can't call. And I said, call anyway. So you're here. <laughs> I'm drinking a Starbucks latte and losing at a game of online chess. So the United States Blind Chess Association has nothing to worry about for me. <laughs> that's, that's great that there is one. There is one. Um, there's uh, chess is very accessible as long as the board is is modified. Right. Uh, you know the squares for the black and the white have to be positioned um, differently, raised for the black and lowered for the white. And there's uh, you know there are little points on the black characters, and there are no points on the white. So that's how you know. But I've never played an actual live game with anyone, so um, I have a series of partners online that I play with. So I'm learning. <laughs> Now, this is fascinating to me because I knew there was a United States Braille Chess Association, but this presumes that you've got a Braille chessboard in front of you. Now, if you're doing I this, do. right, but if you're doing this online, I don't have any tactile screens. How are you doing this? Okay, well, the person at the other end um, has a chessboard, and then I have a chessboard, and we make the moves as each other, you know, someone, they'll tell me the move, and then I'll make their move, and then I make my move, okay. and they make my move on their end. So okay. that's how I do it. We both have chess boards in front of us. Okay. So now we have to invent... So right now I'm losing. Oh, no. Well, there'll be another game in moments. <laughs> well, he's he's had my king in check five times. Oh. Well, then let, let him wait for a couple minutes. Prattle on. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but I wanted to tell you, I absolutely love this station, and you are an asset to this station. You sound marvelous, and um, enjoy hearing you here and hope that you have a future uh, with WGN (laughs) at some point because you sound amazing. Um, So, uh, and you're getting the audience you deserve, which is a large audience. So, um, yeah, I wanted to uh, very quickly 
You know, I've heard a lot of negative things about the pandemic, and Lord knows I feel the same way. I missed getting together with people. I missed dressing up. I put on jewelry the other day and thought, what? <laughs> I haven't put on jewelry and gone to lunch in like three months mm-hmm. and finally did and felt very safe. I'm in Kansas City. But, um, you know, there's an upside for those of us who don't drive, and Lord knows you don't want me driving. Right. I, I, pr- <laughs> I prefer somebody and- see the road, yes. Yeah, you know, it it might be nice for someone to see the road. But, you know, what I've really loved is that things are on Zoom, and Zoom is a very blind, accessible platform, at least at this point. Uh, I access it with my iPad. And uh, what I absolutely love about it is that I can go anywhere that I want when I want to. I've um, I'm embarking on a six-month study of the Bible. I've uh, gotten on ukulele jams with people from Hawaii. I've gotten into a uh, a forum with people in England. Um, it's just it's an amazing uh, connection that I would have never made. And you know, anytime I want to do something, it's on Zoom, and I can just get there. No one has to take me. Um, yeah. It's it's been amazing. No, you've uh, by the way, you've ended the show, but I'm going to tell a secret on you here in the in waning moments. Oh, and that's no. it. You decided to decorate your screen. Kimberly, of course, can't see your screen, so she didn't realize she <laughs> turned herself green, bright green everywhere. I she, did. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think that's an accomplishment. You made everybody watching Zoom and smile. I, I went to backgrounds and I thought, oh, I'm going to get a cool background like everyone else. And they were like, oh, we like your flowers mm-hmm. and whatever. And I thought. Well, I'm going to get a good background, too. So I promptly chose grass, green grass, and and I thought that's going to look pretty. And you have ended the night. Thank you for calling, Kimberly. This is WGN Radio.